everyone and welcome to another episode of Tia Dublin Talks. Today I'm joined by another familiar face around the campus here in Blanchestown, our former sports development intern and more recently one of the stars of the TG Carrier Underdog series for this year, Ashlyn Kane. Uh, thanks very much for coming on Ashlyn and how are you keeping? Hey Ryan, uh, how's things? Yeah, keeping well, busy, keeping busy. Uh, yeah, that's really it. Nothing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> new, nothing new. Uh, yeah, it's weird being back um, back in the old stomping grounds like, you know, so when you're after working here for a year and after doing your four years of college, like it's nice. I like it. Home, isn't it? Yeah, it feels like home. <laughs> Never out of this place when you're I working know. here, let's say. Um so yeah, we start off we've had a very busy year, obviously, um, being with the underdogs and just kinda of, we're gonna go through today what your experience was for the year and your background and your job that you're working now as a games development officer and um as well as your time then you when you worked here as a sports development intern and studying in college. Um so yeah, to start off, um how did you find the whole experience of the underdogs and to maybe give people an insight of what it was like and what the series is all about? Yeah, so uh, the underdogs was an unbelievable um, experience. Like It was an unreal um, opportunity to even be able to take part. Um, so how it all came about was there was um, po- like uh, social media posts and stuff um, back in 2020. So it would have been after the summer in 2020. And we would have, um, I would have seen it, and you just had to fill out an application form. And I was like, oh, will I go for it? Will I not? Like, I don't really know. And then I was like, very busy, obviously, with my own football, with my own club, uh, Parnells. And um, I was like, sure, what's the harm? Like, do you know what I mean? I, I said to myself uh, two years ago um, that just do things that wouldn't be in your comfort zone. So take that step out and do things you wouldn't normally do and try to get um, opportunities if they come around like so that's what i done i applied you had to fill out a big huge application form now it was like a book filling the thing out and um, talking about yourself wouldn't be hard now so talking a few bits about yourself but uh yeah filled out the application form and then we heard nothing so covid hit and ladies football adult football all stopped at uh in 2020 so thought that was it that's it we're never gonna really do it again um and it was just gonna pass by and then it was in 2021, forget what even year we're in. <laughs> so yeah, 2021, um, just got a phone call one day and was like, oh, we have your application form here. Um, we like, can you tell us a bit about yourself? So it was kind of like a little phone interview. And um, I was like, oh yeah, whatever, my name's Ashling. I'm giving a few bits here and there. And they were like, oh, we'd love you to come for a trial. So I was like, deadly. So went up to, my first trial was in Peregrine's actually. So only around the corner from here. And um, just rocked up and hadn't a clue what to expect or anything. Didn't know anybody who was going to be there or whatever. So rocked up and there was a trial already taking place ahead of us. And I'd say the heat that day, it was probably about 20 degrees. Like it was absolutely roasting. And a girl was sitting beside me in the car. And me, I just hopped out of the car to start walking up over towards the pitch. And she hopped out and she was like, oh, hello, what's your name? And I'll, hey, or whatever. And I was like, oh, hey, so this girl's my first friend. I'll give her a little shout out. She probably won't even listen, but Clara, right? She was my first friend. And um, so we made friends that day and we were waiting around for our air trial to take place. And then on the day uh, when it was time for our air trial, it was just basically a match. That's all we had to play. So there was two teams, didn't know anybody on the team. There was actually one girl I did know on the opposite team. Um, I wasn't marking her. She was playing midfield as well. And we would have played against each other in college. Okay. And we would have marked against each other in college. So she played for Tala. And I played, wow. obviously, for Blanche. So it was a great little bit of rivalry. And when we seen each other, we were like, I know you. Gave each other a little nod. 
But uh, we weren't marking each other. We were on separate teams, but we just were different. Uh, she wasn't marking me. She was probably marking the nine, and I was on the, uh, the opposite or whatever. And um, but she was midfield, like so. We had a uh, knowledge of marking each other all the time, so it was gas. But um, yeah, that day then, um, I remember my friend, my very first friend, Clara, tripped me up, kicked me <laughs> in the ankle, stood on purpose, um, and I thought I was gone. My ankle was badly like sprained really really badly I couldn't move this was in the first half of the trial mm-hmm. and all I could think of I have my first club game on Wednesday yeah. I do, this was Monday and I was like I cannot be injured for my first club game on Wednesday like first game back after Covid that's not happening so I got up and I was like is this really something that I want to continue on playing through when I'm already like I have club obviously to me is number one so I was like, is this something that I want to force myself to keep going? And I was like, here, look, I'm just going to step back a bit instead of playing midfield. I'm going to hold it in the backs a bit more. And I was like, have to use the left foot now a bit more. So I was like, if you get a dodgy pass at me, just make sure you get it. Like, um, And went on anyways, and that was grand. Finished the match, and it was mad then. We had to sit around. The coaches then decided who was going to stay, who was going to go. But how they lined it up, it was like X-Factor. It was absolutely gas. It was like boot camp. Do you know when they stand in the lines and there's like five yeah. lines and five people behind it? So it's like when your name's called, walk out past this way um, and that means you're true. And we were like, oh, Jesus, this is gas. Because obviously it's for the telly, like, do you know what I mean? So the amount of stuff that gets recorded, not even, any, like barely any of it actually gets used. Like the amount of footage, like I'd actually hate to be the producers going through with like a fine tooth comb tooth comb to get the footage for it like but uh yeah my name got called out walked straight through it was just like you can't even cheer for yourself because they're recording so there's other people that are there so after the first trial then we got told we had a second trial and that was in abbottstown so again just across the way handy for us um and we went to the second trial then and the second trial then was more so when i went for my first trial there was three other trials that took place so then the second trial was everyone all together so it was kind of good. We got to see other people. And then it turned out I actually knew other people that were at that second trial who maybe I played with um, in club or played with in school, like um, secondary school and stuff. So it was nice to see a few familiar faces. But the bond even from trial one, the few girls that were really good, like my friends anyways, like we were all sitting together for the trial too, chatting away and just making more connections with other people. Like you're meeting people from all over Ireland, like, do you know what I mean? It's not just Dublin people or, like, it's people from everywhere, like, um, that are there. So then the trial too then, same again, it was just a match, um, but it wasn't even, like, I think we had 20-minute match, like, you have to show yourself in 20 minutes, you get 10 minutes, half, like, do you know what I mean? 20 minutes is nothing, like, um, so it's kind of hard to show what you can do, and... Just before the match, I was walking down. My friend Claire was like, where are you after? I was like, yeah, I'm still going to get my ankle strapped. Remember six weeks ago when you tripped me up? So it was actually a bad injury, but we just played on anyways. But um, yeah, so then after that, we found out then, same again, another X Factor style. You walk into a boardroom and there's three judges. Well, not even judges, judges three coaches. Yeah, judges' yeah. houses. Three coaches sitting in front of you and uh, blind and light shining in your face and all and that day again roasting that day so uh, I think if you watched the episode you would have seen Shanice one of the girls giving stick to one of the coaches telling him to get a bit of bath or something on his face like we all got scalded um, but yeah so went in then and thankfully I got through so then after your trials we had like um, four training camps 
I'm probably waffling on here, but anyways, for training camp, so they were in different locations. We had a Limerick camp, um, then we went to the Curragh, which was the army camp. Then we went to Mayo, um, up the very edge of Mayo. And then the fourth one then was Kildare, wasn't it? No, I can't even, no, Wexford, Wexford. I think. Yeah, it was Wexford. <laughs> Sorry, it's so like you started recording in June and it you finishes all right then. So we had our four training camps. So they'd consist of three days. Um so like normally a Friday, Saturday and a Sunday. And it was just hard work. So it was like obviously you'd have football, but then you could have other activities. So say on the Limerick day we done loads of testing. Um in like when we went to Mayo we done paddleboarding. There was just loads of different exercises thrown in. But your body was absolutely wrecked, like you were dead. Um, and even the, the army camp, that was the worst one. So um, we went, uh, like, it was, it was just mental. Like, so we went there, and um, the, the coaches, I keep calling them judges, but the coaches, so we had three coaches, Kevin Casty, Michelle Ryan, and Mickey Nett O'Sullivan. So they were our three coaches, but um, they loved a bleep test. So every training camp, we had a bleep test. So the first one, we're all like, oh, this is awful, terrible. The second one, we're like, oh, again, seriously. And then the third one, we're like, right, just get it done. Do you know what I mean? We know it's coming up. It's obvious that it's happening. So get over it. Like, and just push through. But um, so that was their favourite thing to do, was the bleep test. But uh, yeah, it was just tough. So that killed Eric. Oh, not killed Eric. The Curry camp. Um, we had our training session that morning. And then after the training session, they gave us a lovely ham and coleslaw roll i don't eat coleslaw so i decided i'm not eating that like i couldn't pick it off there was nothing i could do the coleslaw was all over and i don't know why they couldn't just give a ham and cheese roll like a lot of people like that if you don't like cheese you'd pick it off who puts a big lump of coleslaw all over a roll so i didn't eat that could and be then what? Could be offending people. Sorry, if anybody, yeah, if anybody likes coleslaw, it's not my cup of tea, uh, especially when there's loads of it on the roll. But um, yeah, so I didn't eat that. So then we got brought up to the mountains and we got told we weren't getting food. Well, we didn't get told at that stage, but later on in the day, it turned out we didn't get any food and we had to build our own shelter that we were sleeping outside. So it was mental. And I think the stage that they told us that we weren't getting filled, it's actually caught on camera, like, my face just drops, and I'm nearly about to cry, because I saw much filled, like, of course, like, you need it, like, do you know what I mean, obviously you need your filled, but we didn't get any filled, um, and then I, people were like, you should have ate that coleslaw roll, and to this day, I still wouldn't have eaten that coleslaw roll, like, no, not a chance, but, it um, didn't matter how hungry I was, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, it was just, wasn't able to eat it. But um, yeah, so we had to do 24 hours. I had done, I think I had done over to 24 hours because I obviously didn't have that role. But um, it was great crack. Like I think at the end of it, it wasn't even like the hunger that was hurt, like hurting you. You were just absolutely wrecked and drained. And like, you, like we were cutting down trees. Like I had to cut down, me and my friend Caitlin, like we cut down two small Christmas trees for our house that we had to sleep in that night. Like, but it was all gas, like it's all just part and parcel of the whole experience like yeah. it was unreal so basically just take it back it's, it's, it is a GEA series it's based around obviously playing against the, maybe the All-Ireland champions of that year and the team comes together and obviously you don't know the girls and you all have to do part of the trials as we said and they all come together as one team and obviously it's a very difficult and challenging experience throughout um, but the next question would have been what was like the memory or most like 
or experience that in particular sticks out to you throughout the series that will always stick with you and we're going forward then yeah so yes i forgot to even mention that so yeah we had six months together um all these girls who've never played before and then we had to come up against the all-ireland champions so that's probably the main part that i missed in the whole thing about <laughs> the series i just got a bit carried away but um the things that probably stood out to me was obviously like the memories the friends like making them friends but like the biggest part for me so in that current camp obviously yeah cutting down trees sleeping out and we're all working as a team but I actually got made vice captain in the second camp. So for me, that was a huge honour for coaches who don't know me personally or don't even know me that well. This, this At this stage, they would have seen me four times. Like, that's nothing, do you know what I mean? And these are coaches who are obviously well-known players um, in their time and unbelievable coaches and they're, like, I'd, like, they'd be highly respected, you know? So um, for them to choose me as captain but also it was oh, sorry vice captain and it was also the players so the players had to vote um that really meant a lot to me like it just it, like it actually just means so much to me for other people to see those kind of qualities in me because i'm just me i just do me like i don't know like i don't go out to act a certain way or to do a certain thing or to be a certain way i just go out play football and that's what i do and for other people to see the leadership qualities and stuff like that in me, to vote me as their vice captain, that obviously meant so much to me. And then obviously I think then the final day, so our final match, we played obviously made the ladies All-Ireland champions. That's another huge memory, of course, because like you're not going to get that opportunity against like girls who have only met. When I actually calculated it, we only had seven day in training sessions together. And not even training sessions, like some of them were just recording days. Like seven days over six months is absolutely nothing. So for us to all come together and play on the pitch, it was just unreal. Like and just that whole day, like we didn't care about the end result at all. And um, it was just more being there, the atmosphere, our families, and just seeing everybody delighted to be there. But like it's obviously a memory that'll stand out. But it's obviously so sad because it was the end of the journey then. Um, and it's like that's the sad thing is that obviously with clubs and stuff, if you don't get the like if the res final result doesn't end the way you'd like you get a second chance at it the following year like that's all we had was them six months and that's it done and we'll never play football with them girls again like you know so it's that's the sad part of it but to have these memories and connections and relationships with people from all over Ireland is just unbelievable like it's the best thing to come from it yeah and that's what makes the experience so unique obviously that you just don't know each other coming into it you just only have a short space of time and then it's something that you'd never do again like in that sense um, but as you were mentioning obviously with the coaches and that they're well respected in the GEA through their own playing careers and coaching at the time um, even so what would be in the best piece of advice throughout the series that you might have received from one of them or even a mentor or a player throughout that you felt was most beneficial to you um, I think it was more just keep it simple, like, you know, so, like, um, there's no point in stressing, and I wouldn't even mind, Mickey Ned O'Sullivan said so many little quotes that we all um, would have taken home with us, and can I think of one now at the moment, no. put on the spot, not a chance, but uh, it was just keeping it simple, move the ball, and just, it, like, it's not even, like, spectacular um, feedback that you wouldn't have got from other clubs, like, it's the same stuff that you'd get from your own club that you're playing, but it was just working the ball, keep it simple, and just working as a team. Like, and I think if you do that, and everybody's working and clicking as a team, like 
there's no way you're not going to be able to perform or do well because that's the main that's how you play football isn't it yeah. keep it simple yeah. like you know that's once you do the simple things uh, right then yeah that's half the battle isn't it yeah and even from maybe not even a footballing point of view was there anything that they said to even just taking forward in everyday life say um, obviously with the experience that you've got to have and going up to, to the current and stuff like that was there anything else that you took from that um, I don't even think like I don't know like that career thing um, looking back like obviously you're like how did we even do that but it's just what you gain from it not just what people are saying to you but it's like what you gain from it doing the experience so like your teammates like motivating you and pushing you on and like we're, we were all suffering together like do you know what I mean there was nobody that was loving it like everybody was suffering for the whole time that we were there for that but um it was just no it was just the whole team camaraderie and team building and stuff and even when the coaches so the coaches didn't do that with yeah. us they got to sit at home and watch it back yeah. um but i think yeah no i i i couldn't even give you any like tip like um quotes or whatever what people said to me or anything take home points because when i'm put on the spot i'm terrible but um <laughs> just nothing standing out to me like there were so many good parts to take from it that to pick one I couldn't yeah, yeah and then obviously the how you're saying how the series finishes is that you play against the All-Ireland Champions and this year was obviously very special with me and what they've done in 2021 and everything um, but what was it like that day playing against them I know it was only recently just before Christmas that the game was played but for yourself what was it like playing that day um, it was unreal to play that day like um, it was a lot of us getting a chance to show that we can reach that standard, that we can play at that standard and we can hold our own. Um, so, yeah, I kind of, before the game, you're kind of just like, not really, not that you weren't thinking about it, but if you don't have butterflies, there's something wrong with you. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, butterflies in your tummy is good. Do you know, good nerves. Like, if it means you care what you're doing. If you didn't have any butterflies or nerves, what are you doing there? Like, do you know what I mean? Everybody has it at all times. Um so for us, one of the girls actually said it, that was our All-Ireland All Island final. Um, that was where we got to showcase what we've done over six months and come together and prove it as a team. So, um, yeah, it was unbelievable, like, going out um, and playing literally the underdogs, they, as they would have been called last year in ladies' football. Um, it was unreal for us to go out and play them. And, yeah, it was just unreal. Like, it was, it was a really, really good experience just to show what you can do at that level like because it's not like it's um a, like a weak team like you're playing against the county all-ireland champ like the all-ireland champions like yeah. do you know what i mean so it wasn't and even the day like that day so even the preparation before the game like you were getting nervous because we we're like we've seen the team sheet and stuff like that like me didn't put out a random joe soaps team like they had i think it was 11 of their all-ireland starting team against us so they weren't going out to just give us an easy game like they were going out to win that mm -hmm. you know so um that's what was good for us as well that they didn't want to just put out anybody like they wanted to put out a strong team and they did put out a strong team and um, so for us as players playing against that it was unreal it was great yeah, yeah a memory for yourself that you'll never forget as well yeah. but it's also good to always challenge yourself at that level against players of that standard um, and obviously with the cameras being there is it different I know sometimes they do be interviewing the half time of the game is that very different obviously than club games yeah um, the cameras are just mad like so at times you forget that they're there so throughout obviously the whole series and stuff you'd be just like I was terrible like I'd 
in the heat of the moments and all you might curse here and there and then you're like oh where's the cameras sugar like you know um but yeah you forget that they're there but then obviously so I, I actually got pulled for a half time talk um and i got told that before the game ashton you were going to get pulled and i was like yeah grand no bother but then at half time i just wanted to hear what the coaches were saying so you're getting pulled and you're like oh like you want to get back to your team see what they're telling us to work on and i'll never forget like i actually shot myself in the foot I think in that halftime interview because I got asked now I think we were playing against the wind and Mead were playing with the wind and she was like is that going to make a difference but at the time there was no there was no breeze there was, so I was like no it's not an advantage or disadvantage well about five minutes later the wind picked up and I tell you it was a great advantage to me yeah. then um, I, I think I jinxed myself on the team when I said that there was no wind like it was grand before that interview no wind at all both teams are level playing field done the interview five minutes later it got nice and windy um so i look probably look like a dope saying that <laughs> on the telly <laughs> but uh what can you do you're getting used to good one take or how many takes did it take with oh, the interviews no it depends like so the questions so it depends on the questions that they ask so they've never in the series they obviously don't show the people asking you the questions they try and make it like as if you're just having the conversation um but you'd say something and then they're like, oh, can you say it this way or can you phrase it this way? And I, I'd be laughing and I was like, no, I can't. Like, you, you can't be getting me to say it that way or whatever. Um, but it just depends. Like, if it was off the cuff kind of an interview, you would be able to just speak and it would be a one take and then that's it. You can go away. But there was one um, part that we actually didn't even get on the cameras. Um, I don't think any of it was shown. We played bubble football and it was absolutely gas. One of the girls had um, a GoPro on her head, like, yeah. and they were like, right, everyone be careful of the girl with the GoPro on her head. And we had to obviously do a few bits, like getting shots where we were just talking, encouraging, but like nothing was even happening behind it. But uh, I'll never forget that someone milked whoever had the GoPro on their head. They went flying and you just see the camera going flying. So that was the end of uh, the GoPro on the head for that because... You can't tell us to take it easy when you're playing a bit of competition. So, uh, yeah, it was just mad. Like, the interviews are just... It was hard sometimes. Like, by the end of it, we're all pros. Mm. But at the start, you were just stuttering and everything. Like, it's so hard to... And even watching back, you're, like, laughing at yourself, being like, oh, my God, did I say that? Or, Jesus, the state of me looking at that. Like, you know... And you think, like, all of us, like, women, you know, on the telly, that we might have done a bit of tan or no no one gave it well I didn't anyways I, do, I couldn't care less so you're forgetting that you're actually going to be on the telly yeah. just looking like a rag ball on the on the telly then when you look back but who gives a shite like it's, it's football <laughs> at the end of the day yeah. that's what we were there for exactly and uh, but that's it's nice memories to have obviously what you probably watch it back with your family and stuff like that um, but like from the whole experience what would be like your take from it um, obviously for life you made friends with the girls and everything but for you going forward then is there anything that you took in particular um, yeah so like what you said um, friends for life like they're like literally best friends now do you know um, it's unbelievable but um, I think just what I took for like coming from that is I know I can play at that level um, I never not that I ever doubted myself really like I think sometimes obviously going through life things happen you can have setbacks and stuff like that but I think um just building I like I think as well obviously from the from the camps and stuff like that you build like a resilience and um like mental toughness and stuff because you were going through hard like hard slogs like Friday Saturday Sunday um training sessions and stuff like they were tough and um, so you would have to work on 
being mentally tough, getting yourself through it. But for me, coming home, like I was proud of my performance that day. Um, that I know if I wanted to or if I got called upon, maybe I don't know. Um, that I can play at that level, and not even if I got called upon, like I know that with my club now, like my like I I love playing with my club that I'm with and. We like I know that we can all play at that standard, and like all of them, like can play at the standard that we're playing at, and all of them, loads of the girls off my own club team could be playing county. Like it's not. I think we obviously in Dublin, it's different. Do you know what I mean? We're smaller. There's so many clubs, and um, not everybody's gonna get the chance to play Dublin, and not everybody wants to get the chance. But for me, it was an unbelievable experience that I got a chance to be part of this underdogs experience to show that yeah I can play at that um level and even to be vice captain like I still when I talk about it I still can't believe it like we got told that over 800 people applied um so over 800 people applied to be part of that show but only 150 people got a trial so like how how am I one out of 800 and then even out of that I got vice captain like it's mental it's mind-blowing um so yeah I just think the whole experience like you just take everything from it just knowing that that if like I know I can play at that high level yeah and obviously it's a very proud achievement obviously um, even getting picked but then to top it off getting the vice captaincy and everything was an amazing achievement for you and um, it was great to see it and it was great to see for the whole team getting to play against players like that and me and it was lovely at the end seeing everyone together um, but that's the whole point of the series as well which is it, and it, it is a great idea that TG Carter put together um, so fair play to you thanks thanks yeah um, <laughs> and maybe to move on away from the underdog stuff obviously you've done our job here as a sports development intern um, but now you're, you're maybe to explain your new role that you work in um, so people that listen obviously as students or maybe say a sports management coaching course for example um, they would be interested in more graduates do um, and what to move into so your role now is obviously as a games development officer um, for Dublin GEA and St Finians and Swords and maybe if you want to just explain how you got into that and what your role is from day to day yeah, so um, like what you said, Ryan, uh, I'm a Games Promotion Officer at GPO, um, working with Dublin GAA. Um, so before I, like obviously when I was in college and stuff, I coached kids constantly. That's just what I done. I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was great crack. Um, so then I obviously had the job as the intern. And even no, no matter how good of a job you do, it's a year job. That's it. So you have to be looking um, at other avenues and stuff. And I had heard that my friend had applied and he actually got an interview. And I was like, how did you get an interview? How did you apply? Because it's word of mouth um, through Dublin GAA, GPOs. Like, so if you are working well in your club and you're helping out volunteering and stuff, you'll find out if that is something that you'd want to do or you're looking into um, t- chat to your GPO in your club. Most clubs in Dublin have them. But yeah, so I now work for Dublin GA, um, and the club that I'm based in is St. Finian's and Swords. Um, I'm on my third year there now, and I absolutely love it. So what I do is I go to the school. So we'd have like feeder schools, they're called, um, that are around the clubhouse, and I go in and basically coach PA, but it's GA. Um, do that. So I coach that for um, Tuesday to Fridays. Then we run our like nursing academy and stuff like that on a Saturday mornings. And then it's kind of like so um, club development. So like bringing um, new players in from the schools, like trying to get them in at like the age of four and coaching the coaches as well. That's a big one. So 
you're not only focusing on the kids of the club, you're also trying to focus on the coaches and getting them more upskilled either by running like workshops and um, foundation courses um level ones like all the GA awards um and I think that's really I think that's mainly it like obviously you'd have your summer camps and stuff in the summer so it's a bit of everything like so I think obviously from college the sports course you do do a bit of everything in I'm now doing a bit of everything that I would have done so like you're coaching, you're doing event management, um, you have to work on the, f- the finances and stuff like that. But um, no, I think that's um, really all of it, yeah, just coaching 24-7 nearly. Yeah, and, and you find something you enjoy, like it doesn't feel as much as work, as you said. Um, but you definitely see that those skills that you would have learned here in the college and bringing it forward into the role now. Um, and how's the club itself getting on? How have you found it? Like, was it challenging through COVID and is it good to be back now? Um, back to normal almost yeah um yeah no uh, I'm loving it in the club like um obviously it was my first time being a GPO so um I didn't really know what to be expecting but uh yeah no I absolutely love it there I love the coaches that are there the kids sure you're gonna have them everywhere like you know um uh, but yeah no I love it so with COVID then we had to try and kind of think outside the box so we weren't. I wasn't able to go into the schools. I wasn't able to run my nursing academy every more uh, every Saturday morning. So, um, what I done then instead was I ran Zoom nursing academy. We actually, yeah, we used Teams. So at ten o'clock on a Saturday morning, I'd be up in my sitting room, um, and we'd have pots, pans, uh, wooden spoons, socks, the whole lot, few cups, um, plastic cups, and we done GA from our sitting room, and it was amazing. It was great crack. Um, I can't even think how many weeks I done. I think I done like ten or twelve weeks of it, but it was unbelievable. We done it until we were able to get back out onto the pitch, and it was just something for the kids getting to see, obviously myself and see some of our other coaches. But it was us to keep the interaction with the kids there and just have fun with them. Like so, obviously it was so hard for kids with co like with COVID coming. They weren't able to interact and do all the stuff that they normally would do. So this was brilliant on a Saturday morning to get up. Like my mum would be giving out to me because obviously I'm there screaming, shouting downstairs, um, telling people to catch their socks, like you know. But uh, it was unreal. So that's what we done for Nursing Academy, and then kind of done like um a load of coaching videos and stuff so just anything that I could kind of think of I'd try put up maybe like one or two videos a week and it could be skills based or athletic development based um and just put them up over the few period the few weeks that we weren't able to do so kids were able to do them at home um coaches were watching them then and were actually picking up stuff for when they got back out onto the field and then it was just kind of like yeah running workshops and kind of coaching the coaches then like getting them a bit more upskilled and if anyone of them had any problems or any issues or would just like a bit of help with something then I was obviously there on hand to help with that but yeah it was very difficult through COVID but we got through it and we're hopefully now on the better side of it all now. Yeah exactly and would you find say adaptability being so important as a coach obviously through COVID and um, maybe as obviously there's coaches here in the college that are learning and studying in the sports management and coaching course but for yourself that has so much experience in it, what would kind of be maybe a bit of advice that you could give them coming through or maybe looking to get a job in coaching after they finish college? Yeah, so it's about, um, yeah, like you said, being adaptable, that it's not just one way fits all. Um, you have to 
be able to adapt to what's in front of you like it's like if you're playing a match no match is going to be the same like you have to adapt to the surroundings and stuff that you have so I what I'd recommend to anybody um who's in college at the moment doing sports and might like to go down <clears throat> that field um, would be make sure you're coaching at the moment so it's not just what you're doing now in college make sure you're volunteering in your clubs that you're getting that experience because that experience stands to you so much and obviously then do the coaching courses and the workshops if they're getting run in your club they're going to be for free so while you can and especially while you're in college and you have the time now upscale on all them little bits because obviously yeah at the end of the day when you get your degree that's unreal but if I didn't do all my coaching bits before I got my degree I probably wouldn't have my job so it is it's getting out there volunteering and doing the hard slog now so that when you do graduate and you have your cert that you actually have a lot of experience behind you so like I think when I graduated here I probably had about six or seven years experience coaching um, at least twice a week, three times a week, you know, so seven years experience and then my four years of college and then obviously the internship, like it all stands to you. So just, yeah, get out to your clubs, volunteer, offer to help out. Like it's not if you offer to help out that you're going to be stuck for doing everything. It's what you can do and what you can give to your club and just getting that experience up now. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. I definitely agree with that because I'd probably be in a similar boat as yourself. Um, and obviously the f- one thing that is experience is, a, is just as valuable as anything else. Um, even when you're in college to try and get out and get as much, uh, like away from just your coaching modules, you probably just try to get out and find a team, even if it's your local club or something. Um, but obviously it helps even applying for the job that we have now as interns and it would have been the same for you. It does give you maybe a step in the right direction to get in the job. And even it's like building the relationships with people. Like, yeah. so you don't know who somebody in your club could know. Do you know what I mean? So I think when you, like when I actually went for my job uh, interview with Dublin GA, um, my boss now, she knew me before I even went for the interview because she had seen me coaching at summer camps and stuff in the GA club. So um, you never know who's around or who's watching but you can't, like, you build relationships so quickly, like, and just even using, like, your social media, like, I started only using Twitter, I think, um, just when I started the GPO role, just putting a few bits up here and there, but the amount of information you can get on Twitter, um, it's invaluable, and even connections on Twitter, like, so you might be able to reach out to a few people, and I find anybody who's ever reached out to me on Twitter, like, I've always given them, like, if I have, say, session plans or if anybody asks me any questions, I'll be happy to help them out. So you have people in the field of sport that are willing to help out. I don't think I've ever met anybody who wouldn't be willing to help. So I think it is the relationships and the connections and just building your experience, yeah, is definitely key. Yeah, I think networking sport is huge. Um, and you'll you notice that kind of as you finish college and stuff like that. Um, and as you said, the social media aspect is... That's what it's there for as well, um, to be used, and it is so beneficial nowadays. Um, I think even one of the lecturers were mentioning something that you shared that was useful that they oh, wanted so to use pretty. the other week. Yeah, I think one of the sports lecturers saying, "Oh, I think that's useful for us to use," and then one of them was on board with it as well. So it's, it's obviously something good that you're doing. But that's what I even find it so funny. Like when people say to, like some people could randomly say to me, "Oh, I seen you posted that on Twitter." I'm like, "Oh, did I? When was that?" Like I get, I forget. Like that people obviously not that I forget. Like obviously I know. Like I purposely have my Twitter page on public. So like if I share something. People can ask me questions. People can ask for the resource or whatever. I'm happy to help. But 
I just think it's gas. Like you don't know how many eyes are on it. And even even with the underdogs, like when I went back to work and I was in the school, and so obviously I'd recorded that had gotten recorded in June. Um, I was back in the school, say September, October. That came out on the telly, I think, in November. And the, some of the kids were like, "I seen you on the telly." I was like, "What? What do you mean?" Or like, you know, you for, you forget, you forget that I was on the telly, or you forget that they are watching it and stuff. Um, it's just mad, yeah. Yeah, and as we're talking about college and stuff like that, and obviously you were here for for five years, obviously with the internship and everything. Um, maybe just to talk about your experience of that and how you found our the job as a sports development intern obviously it was ITB at the time and now it's TU Dublin um, but maybe and then what your course was like in sports management and coaching and your experiences through that too yeah so um, when I was leaving school like secondary school I hadn't a clue what I wanted to do didn't know what I wanted um, my dream job would be a primary school PE teacher but there's no such job obviously as that very so obviously very close to what I'm doing now is literally perfect it's literally basically it so people would were like to me, would you not go in and do secondary school? And I said, no, I cannot deal with kids that age because if they're not in the GAC club, they're not interested in the sport. So I went to an all-girls school, so I know that people aren't, like, girls turning up without, like, I used to be the only one running around doing PE, and that would kill me. Like, you know, when you're trying to be, like, a teacher and you're trying to do it, so I cut that short straight away wasn't going into secondary school and um, so then I seen obviously um, TU Dublin it would have been Blanchardstown at the time for sports management and coaching and I liked the way the course looked and I liked that it was very broad and I had loads of different things in it so that is what kind of pushed me to come here and um, so then I obviously came here and I done my four years um, played football, GA, um, with the college. I think I played a soccer match here and there, and I don't know. I, I think I got a basketball game as well. Like you get pulled left, right, and centre. Um, if anybody needs, if which is what we be doing as well with the guy team pulling people. Um, we still do it now. Still do it now. It's it's never gonna change. But um, yeah. So I played obviously football here for four years. Had an unbelievable experience. Like so, in my four years of college here, I was in three All Ireland finals. I have one All Ireland medal at home, and the other two we lost by one point. So first year won the All Ireland that year, second year lost by one point to um Kenny, and then third year then lost by one point to um UCD. So that was an absolute killer. That was horrible, but I loved college football. Like college football just made college even better. So if there's anybody listening and you're not playing on any sports teams or any um, clubs or societies, get involved because it just makes your whole experience even better. Um, so yeah, I've done my four years here. Um, would have obviously done all the courses, all the different modules. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, it was a great experience. Great then, obviously the lecturers are so knowledgeable in what they're doing. Um, a lot of them have a lot of experience either playing themselves or working uh, in like high um, performance teams and stuff which is unbelievable and even now like they're so helpful so what I loved about um Blanche or like TU Dublin is the small classroom sizes so that really suited me because the lecturers knew your name they knew who you were if you needed help they'd help you out whereas like if I went to a bigger college you're just a number like do you know what I mean they the wouldn't know you the personal exactly like you wouldn't and even now like if I reach out to one of the lecturers, like they'll get back to you. Like, do you know what I mean? They still are there and they're helpful. And even if I seen any of them now, they'd say, Hey, how are you doing? Like, do you know, they know you still. Um so that's what I loved. 
and then obviously then the year so I done the four years and then I was lucky enough to get the job as the sports development intern here um, and that was a great uh, a great year as well it gave you the experience um, that you needed moving forward and you were just working with all the teams so I loved being in the office obviously meeting everybody um, and just helping out all the teams as much as you could um, and just building them relationships again like because you never know some some of them might need help from me in a few years I could need a bit of help from them in a few years but there's actually another girl who from the course um Amy Clark who's actually only after starting as a GPO now a little insider uh, scoop for you there she's after starting yeah given the Amy she would have been on the podcast I think um last year but Amy is now um a GPO so she now works for the WGA and um, so obviously like I'll be meeting Amy, reaching out to Amy and just going through some bits with her as well. But you always have that relationship there. So I, I knew Amy actually before college, but obviously your relationship with that person grows either playing with them or when I was in the office. Because I think you know yourself, Ryan, when you're in the office, people come to you for everything yeah. and you're always there to help them out. Um, so I think that's it was just unreal. So I loved, I actually loved being here for the four years. And then the year as the intern, it was just same again relationships building them and just connections and stuff yeah yeah and as we're saying obviously again the networking thing is so important and that's how obviously you and Amy are still in contact now um, and then there was another GPO I think Alex Walsh that finished in he was in my year as well and um, so that's, it's obviously a career path that people can go into from this course and it's good to see that um, but yeah and as you're saying about the internship we're finding it the same like it's so important to make those networking we're always seeing people around the campus and um, it was a bit quieter last semester with not as many people here but now this semester when all the students are back pretty much as normal and um, it is great and you get to know them and I hope we try to help them in any way we can um, but maybe your best piece of advice to other interns that might come in um, what do you, for taking their part of the role what do you think they could do? Um, same again just make connections to everybody like I can't um, I don't know what else you can say like it's just obviously if you're like any new interns coming in get involved with whatever sports teams you can Um and get to know the players like you know because I would have had players who might have been having issues or um with certain modules or they might have found things hard and if it was something that I could help them with happy days sit in the office I'll help you out with them but it is it's just building them connections um and just don't stress yourself out like I think I used to people do laugh when you say like oh sure what do you do in that office what work do you do I'd love to see you sit there and do the accounts and stuff as well (laughs) But um, just don't stress yourself out and just enjoy it. Make as many connections as you can because, like I said, it's one year. No matter how good at you are at that job, it's one year and you're gone. Yeah. So do what you can for that one year um, and try put the job in a better place than it was the year before. I think that's a, that's a gas saying as well. Yeah, like That's a football saying. Say it's, it, yeah. yeah, the jersey. It's like mm. when you put the jersey on, make sure you put it in a better place than it was before. So... Um, same with the job like do what you can to help improve if you have any ideas bring them to Ronan like you know um, Ronan obviously is there over us all to give you guidance and he is there to help so I think it is like if you have any new ideas or initiatives run them and there's no point in being afraid of failing because you only learn from like who like what is failure like do you know what I mean you're it's, not trying if it doesn't go wrong yeah exactly like do you know what I mean you're, you'll learn something if you can take something from say if you run an event and maybe only two or three or four people go that's fine like you you'll get learning outcomes from that and you'll maybe be able to improve on the next time or you can figure out why it didn't work or whatever so just don't be don't be afraid to fail that's literally it and just 
enjoy it. Yeah. Make them connections. <laughs> that, that's what I'm finding as well from it. It's just that you get so much experience and you might as well try everything. And as I said, you're, you're only here for a year. And so you might as well give everything you have. And even if things go wrong, well, then you learn something from it. Where it's not really a failure, it's more learning from something. Um, but yeah, it's been great so far. And it is, um, it's good to always get the other interns back in and see what their opinions are on the role and see what they think. Crack talking yeah. to them, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we're always back to give out about something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're nearly at the end here. Maybe just to finish up for yourself going forward now for this year, what would be the plans ahead? And maybe in football or in work as well. Yeah, so um, kind of the plans ahead now at the moment for me is just obviously in pre-season with clubs so I play um I'll just say what club I play for so I think I always said it but I play with Parnells GA um I'm only with them I'm with them five years so I would have been in another club previous to that and unfortunately that team folded when I was 21 I think and it was either stop playing football at the age of 21 or move so I moved to Parnells because obviously it was the closer club to me and I knew a few girls there and a few of the girls from my team, um, my previous team, which would have been O'Toole's, came with me to Parnell's. Um, well, not came with me, we went together. Um, so I've actually been made captain of the Parnell's team. I would have been that last year as well, um, which obviously is a huge honour to me. Um, going back to what I had said previously, like people to see these qualities in me, I'm just me. I just do me. I don't know. I don't know what they see. In it. Yeah, I don't know what they see. Um, but obviously I'm doing something right. But we're now in Division 1 this year. So that's the focus now is just competing head down. And then when it comes to championship, then give it a good lash and hopefully get into that championship final this year. That's the goal um, for us anyways as a team. But um, yeah, it's we're like I think we're a few weeks into pre-season now. And normally you have to be going mad cursing the manager and stuff but everybody's loving it we're all loving it um and it's great to see now that we have that so that's that's football for me now just head down focused and working on that i think matches are back then the end of march Um, coaching wise then with work i have easter camps coming up so planning them currently um well not currently thinking about planning them and stuff Um, just head down in the schools and I'm helping out. I was talking to you just before here, off, uh, off air, <laughs> off air. <laughs> um, we were just uh, talking about. I'm working with the Dublin um, Provisional Development Panel for the minor team. So originally they were the under 17s and now they're the Provisional Development Panel. I think I'm saying that right. So um, I'm working with them, coaching them, and helping out with that team. So busy L, busy L, busy L week, but sure. I think. You have to be busy to yeah, yeah. keep on like what would we do if we weren't busy, Ryan? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd be twiddling your thumbs, yeah. like I think we'd end up finding something to do even if we had nothing to do. So uh yeah, yeah I think that's a bit of everything, football, work, life, yeah. general and just enjoying enjoying what we're doing. Like yeah. you don't know what's coming up, so you might as well do what you can now. So yeah. no regrets. Oh I actually this is oh, this is an inside scoop as well. <laughs> I have an article coming out, a coaching article. Okay. Yeah. Gas, I forgot about that. You've always find out something new. I know, Why yeah. So, like what I said, um, so like I said, I want to do stuff that are pushing me out of my comfort zone. So, I've done, doing the dog was obviously one. I got asked to do this coaching article um, now. So, it's actually for a Camogie Association. Um, so, they do, like, uh, every year they put ask a few coaches to put in a little article. And mine is on session planning if I can remember correctly, I think it is. Um, so, yeah, that should be out in in March, I think. But um, obviously that was something 
I don't know, like I was like me, you're yeah. asking me to write a coaching article. So that's coming out, that's something different that I wouldn't have done. And again, just push myself out of the comfort zone and I think that's everything now. And then doing this, the yeah. podcast, this is mad. Like this is another thing. thing now. So that's all that was I knew I had something else. So they my three little things, the underdogs, coaching article, doing this podcast, something different. Like, you know, I'm kinda of have this year I just wanna say yes to everything. Well, not everything, but um say yes to as many things as I can, get as much experience as I can and go on as many holidays, yeah. uh concerts, anything that's coming up just say yeah to because like what you said nobody knows what tomorrow holds like yeah. do you know what I mean and uh, you might as well take advantage of things while you can now so yeah just yeah. working away so non-stop non-stop um, but no congratulations with the article I hope that it goes very well for you um, obviously there's so much things going on at once but it, as you said it's never it's never a bad thing being too busy so thanks very much for coming on as well we appreciate your time um, as you said it's so busy but you still give up your time to come and see us today so we appreciate it no and best of luck for the year with everything Thanks very much. Uh, thanks for listening. If everyone has made it through, sorry if I waffled on a bit too much. Uh, but if you know me, you know that's what that's what I tend to do. But uh, thanks everybody. Um, yeah, bye. Thanks very much, everyone. And we'll be keep sure to look on our Instagram page at Theodore and Blanchetown Sport, and as well as on Twitter and on Facebook too. And we will have more episodes out in the next couple of weeks. So thanks very much, and we will talk to you again soon.